1, it says this. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Let's read that again. Blessed is the man, or we should say, blessed is the person who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scorner. Now everybody's read that, knows that, you know, but I want to read it again. Blessed is the person or the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Wow. Nor stands in the path, in the path, or in another way, nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. In the King James, that word path there is the word way. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27 through 31. Okay, here, here's the Apostle Paul. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed these in the church. First, apostles. Second, the prophets. Third, teachers. After that, miracles, the gifts of healing, helps, and administrations. Varieties of tongues. Are all apostles, all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Then he says, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. I want to talk to you today on the subject of excellent way. Excellent way. Heavenly Father, I ask that you would bless this word, let it become revival. Let it come revelatory. Let it revive our heart. Anoint our minds we may understand our ears that we may hear and our heart we may receive. Bless the word in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, oftentimes, anybody here uh, uh, don't like excellent things? Like, when you go into a restaurant, you wish it was terrible and not excellent? Uh, who here just loves terrible uh, 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 waiters and waitresses? Just You just look forward to going to that restaurant just because they have the worst waiters or the wait staff. You know, it's funny, Ahn used to be in the, uh, the restaurant business. He was always looking to hire the worst wait staff, right? No, he's not. Because everybody likes excellent. You know, uh, um, do you like to drive? Have you ever, anyone here has ever driven growing up a car that doesn't operate like it should? You know, I remember growing up, you know, in Wisconsin, when we were immigrants, you know, uh, we had a car that uh, my mother would drive, and the center of the steering wheel is supposed to be like this, but to keep the car centered, the steering wheel is actually like this. And it, it would actually feel like the car was going down the street sideways. And when you look from it from the back, it was actually out of alignment, so it's actually moving down the street sideways, but she had to turn the steering wheel kind of vertical so it could go straight down the street. See, nobody likes, we, you know, it's, it's funny that we know what we don't like. But, uh, and when we see excellence, we want that, but yet we can't explain excellence. It's hard to describe excellence. It's hard uh, to, uh, to explain it to somebody that's never tasted excellence. Oh, 
great to him. It's, it's, it's hard to describe, but we can describe things that are not excellent. We can describe, oh, don't go there, man. It, 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 the the waitstaff is terrible. Right? If, if you've been to Vietnamese restaurants, the waitstaff are terrible. Okay? But we still go because the food is excellent. Oh. See, it, it isn't, we, we laugh, but isn't it funny that there are things in our life that we could be excellent with, and there are things that are not so excellent with our life. But because uh, our excellence supersedes our uh, uh, imperfection or lack of excellence, people tolerate us because of it. Hear me? See, that's why the apostle says that in the church that there are apostles and prophets and teachers and miracles and gifts of healing and then there's helps and administration. Did you know that in the church administrations are an office within a church? Have you ever been uh, to places where you know it's so excellent that uh, it was worth the expensive price that you paid? It's worth it. Has anybody here ever owned anything that is just nice? Maybe it's a shirt. Maybe it's a pair of shoes. And uh, that you, you like the pair of shoes so much that you would wear it forever and willing to pay more than anything else. I remember getting a, a pair of shoes one time, and man, on the outside, it looked nice. Man, it, it would go good with your suit, and it just, it had the shine, it, it had all the looks on it, and then I wore it for one hour. I said, oh, you, I would never wear those pair of shoes even if you gave them to me. <laughs> See, because why? The quality and the excellence of craftsmanship is not there. And oftentimes, the Bible says this, that man look on the outward, but God looks on in the heart, in the inward. It's easy to dress up excellence. But excellence in Christ has to come from the inside out. That's why we have to be led by the Spirit and not by sight. That we have to walk by faith and not by sight. Because anybody can dress it up. Anybody can look good on the outward. But it's actually the inward. If you live inside out, then the outside of you being excellent is automatic. Everybody likes excellent things, don't you? Has anybody here ever been to a, a live concert and listened to an excellent musician? I have. And man, you're just amazed, right? And people are willing to pay hundreds of dollars to hear them play their instrument, right? People are willing to hear uh, excellence. They're willing to pay about excellence. They're willing uh, to write about excellence. People will travel from far to see and hear and touch excellence. But there are things in our life, in the church, in our family, that oftentimes people are placed into the church. And, and uh, this year I, I spoke to you that among the leaders that 2019 is a year of excellence. And I just felt that in the spirit. And so we're hashtagging everything, excellence everywhere. And, and we want to do, and if you look at changes around our church, the physical changes, you know, we've got 
got TVs and we've got other things. There's light coming. Uh, there's better camera stands. There's there's a better uh, uh, there's a new sound equipment that's coming. There uh, there is a whole lot of different things that we're trying to do. Um, because but sometimes getting to the place of excellence require some work in our life for us to be excellent. Maybe you're very excellent at what you do at work, but you didn't get there when you graduated from college. You didn't get there but just, uh, just starting on day one or day 10 or year one. You got there because every day you work on being excellent. See, excellence is a process, and but most importantly, it's not the process, it's a mindset. It is what in your mind, a couple weeks ago, I spoke to you about whatever you perceive in your mind, you begin to believe. I remember uh, people, uh, often there are people that believe that if you are a Christian, you have to be poor and broke. There's actually people that believe that. And because they believe that, they perceive that, their life acts it out. And so uh, they, they live what they perceive. Because what they perceive, they begin to believe. And what they perceive is from the inside before it becomes the outside. Oh. Oh, yeah. See, this is. Am I just. No. See, excellence requires diligence. That's the first thing. You want to be excellent? You've got to have diligence. You've got to be diligent. It's, it's not one time. It's day in and day out of being diligent. You need persistence. You need to have that in you, to have this passion that drives you. It has to start up here first before it can start in the physical. You know, uh, oftentimes, I remember when I first started out preaching, uh, when I, uh, my pastor used to say, you know, you need to listen to yourself. And I remember uh, we used to have cassette tapes, all of you, well, never mind. <laughs> if you don't know what a cassette tape is, well, okay. My kids don't. I'm like, what, what is that? I think we had a, a, a little old radio, and they're like, Dad, what is this button? It opens this door. What, about, what is these two little knobs inside? What does that do? I'm like, it's called a cassette tape deck. And, you know, and they're like, what is a cassette? So I had an old cassette, I had a shoulder. I remember. <laughs> My pastor said, listen to yourself and, uh, and then begin to, uh, to critique and to study and to be diligent. I remember the first few times I listened to myself, I turned it off after about a minute. I was like, man, you sound terrible. But why? Preaching to myself, studying and looking in the mirror, you have to be diligent to be excellent. But the other thing is, you have to have a desire and to be excellent in the ways of God. You know, oftentimes people have a calling on God. They have a calling of God on their life. Right? They are called into ministry. They are called into whatever area. Um, but their thing that they do is just because you are called does not mean you cannot be diligent. Just because you are called does not mean you aren't faithful. Yes. Excellence, everybody knows what excellent looks like. Everybody knows what excellent tastes like. Everybody knows 
how it feels when things are done excellent, but no one can describe it. What they mostly describe are the things that are not excellent. And oftentimes in leadership, I ask people, how did you think more excellent? It's very difficult to describe what the process is. What, what does it take to be excellent? Diligence, the second thing, you have to major. You have to be detailed. You know, oftentimes we, you have to be detailed in your diligence. You have to be detailed. You want to be excellent, you have to have diligence. You want to be excellent, you have to be detailed. You have to, little things have to bother you. Not because you're uh, uh, a, a, a one of those uh, OCD kind of people. I'm not. But things that matter in your life, it should bother you when little things are out of order. Yes. When when uh, I speak to the leadership, they know me. It's I, I tell them all the time. I notice everything. Literally, when I walk into the church, I notice everything. I know what a guitar case. Why is it on the stage? I look at why is that on the stage? Why is this? On, why are there things? Why? 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 I'm, it can't be because why? You have to look at the minor. And people say no. If you major the minor, you would never do the major. No, 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 no. Uh, you have to look at the details of the minor before you can build the skyscraper. My wife is an architect. We've got engineers in our church. And for you to lay the foundation of anything, you have to calculate the, the things that are unseen that nobody will ever see. Like the foundation, nobody ever sees. But if the foundation's wrong, everything that you see is falling. But here Paul says, uh, I want you to earnestly desire the best gift. I want you to be the best teacher. I want you to be the best uh, administrator. I want you to be the best musician and the best singer. But yet I will show you a more excellent way. That tells you one thing. Your talent isn't enough. I was dealing with a situation, I knew of a situation that the, the person is extremely talented and the talent got him in the door, but his character made it all collapse. Brothers and sisters, you have to understand your talent is not enough sometimes. Your talent will give you an opportunity. Your talent will get you through the door. Your talent uh, will, will get you uh, through that door of opportunity. But it is your character. It is the excellence that is in you that keeps you behind that door. You know why Daniel was chosen uh, by the king during that time? It is because the Bible says that Daniel had an excellent he didn't say he had an excellent work ethic. He didn't say he had an excellent singing voice. He didn't say because he prayed excellent. He didn't say he, he administered excellence. No, it says it because he had an excellent spirit first. Who wants to deal with excellence? I do. Don't you want to deal with excellence? You know, you see, uh, you know, uh, growing up, uh, my brothers, you know, my older brothers, every year we would watch the U.S. Open when we were growing up in Wisconsin. That, that was the thing. U.S. Open Tennis Championship. 
You know, uh, I grew up watching Andre Agassi, you know, and, and you know, it's incredible what he does and, and to watch him and to compete and watch him win uh, a Wimbledon and he became like, I don't know, the fourth or the third man ever to win the Grand Slam of four men single or whatever in different uh, 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 courts and all that. But, you know, I realized that he didn't get there overnight. You know, you look at great uh, uh, athletes, they didn't get there because all of a sudden they wake up. Excellence requires us to be diligent. It requires us to pay attention to detail. And thirdly, it requires us to be consistent. Consistent. If you're not consistent, you won't be excellent. You know, my eldest daughter is, is in volleyball, most of you know. And I, I look at her practices, and they would do the same drills basically over and over and over and over. I can imagine a guy hitting a tennis ball over and over. I can imagine a guy shooting baskets over and over again. I can imagine the quarterback of a football team throwing that ball millions, probably thousands of times in his career. Over, over. And I thought to myself, that was so boring. But there is something inside a person that has excellence. It is that drive that you have that comes from here. Nobody can teach you that. It has to be God-given in you. Excellence. Excellent way. I'm giving you these things, and most of you would know. But why is Paul saying, yet I show you a more excellent way? Why, why would he say that? I thought, I thought in church, if you had the apostles, it's good. I thought in church, if you had prophets prophesying, it's good. I thought in church, if you could see miracles of healing, wow, we really had church. I thought if you, if you had people helping and ministering and speaking in different languages and tongues in the spirit, I thought if you had all those things, that would be so excellent, wouldn't it? In, in the church world, as a pastor, they'd be like, wow, you made it. You got the five-fold ministry and helps. <laughs> you know, you got the, the five-fold ministry and help. <laughs> but then Paul steps back and he said, I want you because those things are gifts and those things are calling, but I will show you a more excellent way. And he goes to chapter 13. You know what the more excellent way is? Doesn't matter if you're talented. Doesn't matter if you're gifted. If you have no love. The more excellent way is saying, brother, I know you're trying to be excellent. You know, it's like my nephew today. He's being trained to play the drums, you know, and he was sitting there. And, you know, as a young man, I can imagine everybody's staring at him. Why is it? And he's sitting there learning. You know what? It's a process. And sometimes excellence starts up, up kind of rough. Uh, excellence starts kind of rough. But if you have a desire of being consistent, and diligent and pay attention to the little details. If you can get it in your mind and say, one day, one day, I'm going to be there. One day, I'm going to be what God has called me to be. One day, uh, that this calling is going to matter. It's going to make changes to people's lives. And yet Paul says that while you have the talent, while you have the diligence, while you are faithful, while you are persistent, but there is still something more excellent than that, that is love. It doesn't matter 
if you don't have any love. It doesn't matter if you don't have love to be patient. It says love is patient and love is kind. Love bears no false witness, endures all things, bear all things. Because why? Love will supersede the talent. Love will supersede skills. Love will supersede the office and the calling of a person. Because if you can love, the Bible says if you love God and love others as yourself, you have kept the two greatest commandments any person can keep. Oh, brothers and sisters, I can tell you like this. When he says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners. You know what? Sometimes we are standing like a sinner. It says, don't stand in the way of sinners. Don't act like them. Don't talk like them. Don't look like them. And it says that you can only be blessed if you are not in counsel with the ungodly. That doesn't mean that you don't have relationship because we're trying to reach the lost. It means that don't allow ungodly counsel to be directed in your life. Because if you allow ungodly counsel to reach your life, you're going to stand in the way of sinning. You know how the old folks used to say, you know, oh, that's just her way. You know, you, you ever know this? That's just her way. Oh, that, that's just how she is. That's just her way. You know, that's just how they do things. That word way there means a order of conduct. And if we are in excellent in our way, it starts up here. Maybe we've had ungodly counsel. Maybe we are trying to look like sinners. Maybe we are standing in the ways of sinners. Brothers and sisters, excellence doesn't start, doesn't happen overnight. It starts out pretty rough sometimes. But we have to be diligent. We have to be detailed. We have to be consistent with the call. Amen. What has God called you to be excellent in? Ask yourself that. When's the last time you asked, said, Lord, what did you call me to be excellent in? You know what God's called me to be excellent in is my preaching. I work on it almost every day. You can ask my wife, like every day. I still don't think I got it. Every day. I work on it every day. Every day. What has God called you to be excellent in? Has God called you to be excellent, uh, not just in your gifts, but is he calling you to be excellent in the way you love other people? God, I'm trying to work on that every day. I, mean, I have a friend, uh, Pastor Noel, I mean, he is the lovingest guy, pastor. I mean, you could just sit with him, and I have lunch with him. When I go home, I have to repent because I feel like I'm so proud, so prideful. <laughs> He's like Jesus. And, and every time I talk to him, he goes, brother, I just want to be like Jesus. He's got, he's got this soft voice, too, and I'm all hard, you know? And he's got this soft voice, you know? And he said, you know, we should cry for people. 
<laughs> Lord, forgive me for my pride. He's crying for people, even though the people has hurt him, but he's crying for them because he says, it's not my problem. They're the one with the problem. Seriously, bro? Yeah. You know, he told me a story about a pastor that his wife had committed sin against him. This, this pastor friend of his. And he sat him down and he talked to him. He said, I've never shared this in the pulpit. I'll share with you one on one. He goes, But you know what? I don't cry for myself because she hurt me. I cry because she has the problem and she's sick. See, brothers and sisters, isn't that a more excellent way of loving people? Is when we look at people and say, you know what? Let's not just be more uh, offended, but let us be less offended. Let us love more and have a more excellent way of loving people. Uh, let it not that our, our, our excellence get in the way of love. Because there are, there are some people that rather have the process of excellence, but forget uh, the heart of excellence. You know, uh, when when you go into a place that serves people, right, and they have excellent service, could you imagine uh, that excellent service forgets the customer? Mm. Wait a minute. Why are you having excellent service? It's because you care about your customer. That's why you give them excellent service. It is that heart to care and to serve requires you to sometimes say, you know what, I'm working on my excellence and it's rough sometimes, but I want to do it out of love and not just out of the process. Is this, is this helping anybody? Yeah. Sometimes we allow the process to supersede the spirit or the heart of why we're doing it. You know, I, we had a meeting this week about our crawfish coming up, and I hope y'all all come, because, you know, it's free. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's free. And you better eat it while you can eat it. First come, first serve. And at the end of the meeting, I, I asked a question. I said, why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? That's the question I asked among those that were in the meeting. Why are we doing this? And if we are going to do it, we're going to do it with excellence. Yes. See, excellence has nothing to do with how big or how small. It has to do with this right here. It has to do with this right here. You know, I often think about, Lord, do I, am I excellent in my love? I'm working on that. Am I excellent in my love towards my wife? I'm really working on that. Am I excellent in my love for my kids? I'm working on it. And they said, yes, daddy, please work on it more. Am I more excellent working on being excellent, uh, showing love towards you? I become better, I hope. And see, the, the way the Paul the apostle puts it, he says, earnestly desire the best gifts. Pray and ask God, God, give me the gift of music. Give me the gift of, of, of singing. Give me the gift of administration. Give me the gift of, of help. Give me the gift of, of, of business. Give me the gift of this or that. But he says, yet 
Brothers and sisters, let us now forget that the excellent way of Christ is love. I want to leave you with this, and I'm going to close early today. And y'all are like, yay, that's excellent, Pastor. <laughs> Man, y'all so quiet. I don't know what's going on. In John 4, we've been studying John 4 lately. But in John 4, 28, the Bible says the woman that left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, wait a minute, why in the world did she leave her water pot and went her way? She was there for a purpose, and that purpose was to give water. But she carried all those water pots to the well and worked to get the water into the pot. But when she saw Jesus, when she saw Jesus and spoke to Jesus and had a conversation with Jesus, the things that drove her and motivated her did not motivate her more than the love of the people that was in Samaria. Oh, and see, she left what she was doing and saying that my life at this moment, my water pots and my water isn't as important as these men going to hear about the Messiah for themselves. Amen. See, brothers and sisters, I'd rather reach people because of Christ than trying to fulfill the plans and purpose of my own heart. You know, oftentimes we, we in church, we get caught up in the machinery of church, and, and that's important. It's important. It's important to have Musicians. It's important to have media. It's important to have uh, sound things. It's important to play music. I, I love it. But are we willing to supersede that that uh, the rigors of trying to be excellent and step on people and hurt them? That's not our goal. That's not our goal. That's not our goal. See, this woman left her water pot, something that she needed for the day, so that she can go. And tell people, hey, I found the Messiah, y'all. Y'all need to come. And she was so passionate that they ran out of the city to come and hear Jesus. You know, Psalms 25, 8, 9, it says this, good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he teaches sinners in, what is it? Good and upright is the Lord, for therefore he teaches the sinners in the way. The humble, he guides in justice, and the humble, he teaches his way. What way are you going? You know, Jesus says in 14, in John 14, 6, Jesus said, I, said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. You know, the best person to emulate is Christ himself because he's already paved the way. Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and all your strength. And love your neighbor as yourself. The excellent way. Brothers and sisters, no matter what you do for a living, maybe you are excellent, but never forget that uh, there are people around you that need more love than just your talent. 
And that, that, that the reason God has put you where you are, the reason God has given you the mind and the talent, maybe whatever it is, but God is needing that to show your love that, that, that God has for you. And that love that he has for you should be coming out of you, around you, to affect people in an excellent way. I want to challenge you, even this week, that you have an excellent way of doing things. And I'm talking about with love. I'm talking about when people see you, they look at you as they look at Christians as excellent. They look at the way you are as excellent. The way you carry yourself as excellent. The way you are humble with what God has given in an excellent way. You know, Isaiah 53, and they don't even have this. It says this, all we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned everyone into his own way. And the Lord had laid on him the iniquity of us all. Wait a minute. Oftentimes we are like sheep. We just want to do our own thing. We just want to do our own thing, have our own way. But God is saying, even that, Jesus paid the price so we don't have to live that way. You see, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Has anybody here been getting ungodly counsel? It might look good, it might smell good, but it isn't good. It's like those shoes I had, it looked good. Ooh, it looked good until I put it on, right? It might sound good, the counsel you're getting, and it might look good, but once you apply it or put it on, it's not blessing you. Do you stand in the path of sinners? Do you stand in the way? Of, are you blocking them? Uh, are you trying to just be in the same path as them? Or are you trying to say, oh, no, I can't do that. It looks good. I know you enjoy it, but I can't do that. See, brothers and sisters, we have to have a more excellent way of living. We have to have a more excellent way that when the world looks at us and says, man, you look different. You sound different. Wow, you are different. See, when you leave the church, you're not a different person than when you're in the church. Let us stand. It must be the time change because yeah, I can preach for another hour. It's actually only 422. Church has started. Did I change my clock? You know, this afternoon as you leave this place, I, I, again, I want to challenge you. What is the excellent way God wants to deal with you? Are you open to Him dealing with you in an excellent way? Are you willing to go and say, God, whatever it takes, I want to be more excellent. I want to love more excellently is because of you. I want to encourage more excellently. I want to do things that when people look at me, they're not just saying, oh, it's just a Christian. Oh, that's another Christian. No. That's just not just another Christian. 
That, that God has an excellent way of doing things. Excellent way. The way he works, the way he speaks, the way he talks, when he gives you his word, it's, it's bond. Excellent way. Brother says this, this message is not trying to condemn you, but it's trying to encourage you that because you are creating God's image, the excellence is already there in your DNA. All you have to do is say, Heavenly Father, help me to walk your ways. Help me to be better. Help me, give me the strength to see the path that you have laid before. Even me, I, through this week, I started thinking, I said, Lord, there are some things that I'm not seeing. Can you help me? So if you, if you leave here saying, Pastor was picking at me, no, I'm not. This is supposed to be an encouragement way, saying that if you would just come to Christ and say, God, I want to be more excellent because you're an excellent. I want to be excellent in my love, excellent in my speech, excellent in my life. That when people look at my life, they, I don't even have to preach to them. They just see the excellence that's in you. 